Here comes the Men in Black, back again with an international edition. Welcome to the best movie of the year so far. As the year grows, the list grows, the movies get better. A show that answers that question, what's the best movie of the year so far? Good to have you back. I am John Ellis. Thanks for joining me today and being a part of today's episode. Welcome and thanks for taking the time to listen today. Click that subscribe link to be notified of new episodes. I have links in the show notes to help you with that. You can find me on Twitter every day discussing today's movie and many other movies. Reach out to me there and say hello. You can find me at Ellis on Movies. So last episode I talked about Rocket Man, the fun, fantastical musical of Elton John. It's a fine movie coming on the hill, off the hills of uh, last year's Bohemian Rhapsody. Taron Egerton gives a great performance as Reggie Dwight and later Elton John. If you love Elton's music, you'll enjoy the musical performances. But keep in mind, it's also like in the other music bio we've seen before. It's the rise and fall of an icon through what else but sex, drugs, and rock and roll. You know, albeit a true story, it's still one we've seen many times before. Today I'm talking about a movie that we were also very familiar with. Men in Black International. The Men in Black are in your local theaters again, this time with Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth. Based out of the London offices, the MIB of agents M and H go on a quest to save the world. They are led by their boss, High T, played by Liam Neeson, plus appearances by Emma Thompson, who recruits the rookie agent M, or Molly, into the agency. Along the way, they encounter the usual aliens, one of those being Rebecca Ferguson. From there, the battle to save the world continues. Now, it's not so much of a sequel to the Will Smith, Tommy Lee Jones movies. It's more of just another story within that world. Now, these men in black movies, by def- definition, are fun movies. They have a formula that can easily create an entertaining, in this case, two-hour time at the theater. As a fan of the original one, the second one and the third one were not near as good. But this new international version does make me miss those sequels. As mediocre as those were, this is even worse. Men in Black International was directed by F. Gary Gray from Fate and the Furious, The Italian Job, Straight Outta Compton. To no fault of his own, though, it's just not a solid movie. He delivered the best he could with what was on the page. So I don't know, maybe a better director could have turned this coal into diamonds. Who's to say where the fault lies and maybe there's plenty to share across the board. It's not to say MIB International is not watchable. Seeing Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth on screen together again after their roles in the Thor movies, it's fun to watch. They work well together and that alone is worth a movie ticket. I'll even throw in Kamal Johnny's role as a lovable funny sidekick as his third wheel to that pair of agents. Together, the three of them bounce off each other. I laughed and I had a good time. It's ultimately a movie banking on the chemistry of Thompson and Hemsworth, and it's certainly there. The movie is better with them on the screen together for sure. But it's not enough. And I'm all for more of these movies of these two together. If they can elevate this movie, imagine what they can do with other scripts and other stories and non-MIB movies. But really, the ultimate problem in Men in Black International is the script, or the lack of one. There's not much of a story here. And what there is was very predictable. It felt like a movie written around a giant writer's table with multiple voices chiming in with with funny ideas. 
either that or a bunch of studio notes and studio edits to make it better, but actually making it clunky in the process. It seemed to be missing a core point of view, a message, or even a story. It was lacking a lot there. And in the end, this version of Men in Black was exactly what they wanted it to be. A movie that wouldn't take time to develop or write. Something they could easily just quick, quickly put big stars in and capitalize on the MIB brand and the, and the big names. Is it worth watching? Sure, you know, $6 matinee for some summer fun in the theater. It's fine. But like the classic MIB tool, the Neuralizer, it's a memory eraser. You may enjoy it while it happens, but after it's over, you'll forget it even existed. And maybe that's okay. And now the list. Let's get back to the topic at hand for this show. As expected, Men in Black International is not one of the best movies of the year. Rocket Man, as we discussed last time, is also not a top movie. It's a typical jukebox movie. So we are left with kind of what we were left with before. Let's kind of go through those top five. Number five, Avengers Endgame. Number four, Jordan Peele's Us. Number three, John Wick 3. And number two, a Apollo 13, a documentary that I urge you to see if you haven't seen yet. It's really, it's really special, really worth seeing. And number one still is Booksmart. Booksmart, directed by Olivia Wilde, is still the best movie of the year. But next episode, we discuss Toy Story 4. Will it be as good as the other Toy Story movies or a disappointment? So thanks again for continuing to listen. I appreciate you taking the time to make this part of your podcast routine. Be sure to subscribe so you're the first to know of new episodes. If you haven't yet, leave me a comment on Apple Podcasts or however you are listening. I'd love to hear from you. As always, you can find the podcast on all the major channels. Join the discussion online. Let's talk about even more movies. You can find me on Twitter at Ellison Movies. I look forward to talking with you soon. And until then, I'll see you in the theater. 